And welcome, everybody, to Live at the Hive, episode 228 of Live at the Hive, digital marketing from the trenches. I'm your host, Dan Nadelko, and this week we've got a very special guest, Anka Wimbush from Buckland Logistics, where we're going to be talking today about selling complex B2B services, how to create relationships, how to use social selling, how to use content to become a thought leader, to foster relationships, and how to keep those relationships healthy and keep them happy after the fact. So not just you know, getting new clients in the door when you're selling complex B2B solutions, but how to keep those clients retained and happy. Anka, thank you so much for joining us this week. Hi, Dan. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So yeah. just for the, just for everyone out there, um, I was out in the middle of Algonquin Park for a few days, uh, <laughs> paddling and hiking. I may have lost my voice slightly, so hopefully I don't sound too much like a raspy chipmunk. Uh, but but we will get through it. Um, and if you're watching live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or LinkedIn, please feel free to hit that like, subscribe, and Anka's got years and years, decades of knowledge in the B2B account management space. Feel free to drop any questions into the comments. We're here to answer them, and if we can't answer them, we'll forward them to Anka for her insights as well. Absolutely. Perfect. So... Thanks for joining us once again, Anka. Um, maybe we can just start with, because I think, you know, one of the things with logistics is you hear about it, but it's this kind of fuzzy, nebulous thing out there. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about, you know, what logistics is. And at Buckland, it sounds like you traverse a pretty wide range of types of businesses. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yes. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, so I've been with Buckland um, going on 25 years this year, and um, we are located out of St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. Uh, we are all over. Uh, we're in Michigan and, and also uh, Windsor and in Laredo, El Paso. So we offer the services of customs brokerage is one of our main components. So we mm -hmm. do Canada, U.S. and Mexico. And we also provide the freight piece of it as well. And it's any mode of transportation, be it air, ocean, truck, rail. So we, we look after all of North America um, and offer many different services, warehousing, distribution. So it's the whole package with us. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so everything from importing from a foreign country to manufacturing, warehousing it, making sure that you know, you get that package uh, to your either retail store and potentially to the consumer as well? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we do a lot of also like warehouse distribution. So we would bring goods into Canada or Michigan, wherever your final destination is. And then we would um, make sure that the customs clearance is done. Um, and then we would, uh, we can further it on to the customer. Uh, the goods can, we can have multiple consolidated shipments come into a warehouse. We can do a pick and pack mm -hmm. and then do up the labels and send it off to your customer. Wow. So explain maybe, you know, just a couple of examples of the ranges of types of businesses that, that you service in, in this mm -hmm. whole process. Yeah, we're fortunate enough that we, uh, we love to handle any, there's, there's not a small account. We have, uh, 
you know, being in St. Thomas and it's a small town, uh, we have very dear customers um, that are local, like a little retail shop. So for example, they order from all over um, the U.S. And, and different countries. And sometimes, you know, companies don't want to ship to Canada, you know, and we wanted to see what, how can we help our customer, you know, be able to sell those products in their store in Canada. So our solution was, why don't we consolidate all of the freight in Michigan? Okay, so it would be, you know, a, the, the final destination for the shipper would be the United States. Our truck would go across, it goes every day, and it can, you know, as often as they need it. We would take all those shipments, clear them into Canada, bring them into our warehouse, right? Or do the final delivery to them. And now they can have all the products that they've ordered and wanted to that they couldn't before. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And then and then also to the big international yes. uh, companies saying, obviously we can't name names, but in the automotive yeah. space, what does that look like on that side of things? Yes, the automotive. Um, it is um, uh, a, a huge industry, obviously, um, because of, you know, how we uh, have many manufacturing plants here um, in Canada. So we, uh, we have many automotive companies. And what we're doing is importing all the parts that are coming onto assembly lines. These are just in time parts. Um, it, is, it is very quick the, and the volume is tremendous. Um, you can imagine trying to keep enough parts coming into uh, a plant for production going on 24 seven. So we understand um, you know, the complexity and the urgency. When a line is down, it costs them money. And as a broker, you don't want to be the cause of that. So a lot of stress, but we have so many good people and processes in place and technology that we're able to, you know, exceed the expectations. That's amazing. So we obviously we're focused um, on the sales and marketing side. And then you just mentioned it. Um, I would imagine, especially with larger ones, you've got a substantial team that's involved here with execution. On the side of your role as national accounts manager, maybe give us a little uh, bit of insight into what your team on the sales side and then the client management side looks like. And then we'll roll into some of the clever things that you've come up with in terms of social selling and content and all the good stuff that we like to talk about. Yeah, that's a good question, Dan. As you pretty much my job is split between that. It's either, you know, selling and getting, you know, winning the bit of an RFQ or, you know, reaching out and actually making the sale. But it doesn't end there for an account manager. We want to continue the growth of the company. We want to make sure that the transition went nicely and that they are happy that they'll stay, right? The social part of, of selling when it gets to the sales piece is that um, I, I'm not the type of um, salesperson that, you know, what pounds the pavement and knocks on doors. Um, I take a little more of a subtle effect. So, for example, if our marketing team is posting something on um, LinkedIn, um, I'm just going to share it. Or they, they posted something on Twitter. I'm going to just resend it, you know. So that way my name is getting out there. And many times, you know, there'll be a potential client that'll send me a private message and go, hey, I just saw that post. It was really interesting about the backlog of China containers or there's a flood out in BC that we had or um, whatever question. I may not be their customer or, you know, their broker, mm -hmm. but because my feed just came up, they had a question because they were interested in that industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no, the one thing I love about what you're talking about is um, 
you know, especially on the sales side, uh, social selling is a is a, a hot topic. Um, you know, think using things like video and engagement, and I feel like one of the things that holds people back is the complexity. It seems like this amazingly complicated thing uh, that they have to subscribe to additional services to do. When in fact, you know, when we were talking initially, I think one of the things is this very simple and subtle approach of building a network over time taking snackable pieces of content and continuously sharing them in a way that isn't too pushy or pressing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you there. And it has to be subtle. Um, mm. I, I personally don't like annoying salespeople because it's a turnoff, right? For sure. So, um, you know, you can go on our website, www.buckland.com. Mm -hmm. And we have a bunch of um, learning um, items there that you can go. You have free podcasts to listen to, basic ones, customs 101. What does that mean? You know, um, we have we have um, webinars that explain what does it mean to import into Canada? What do I mm -hmm. have to do? So we give you those tools and what all you have to do is just put in your email address and it'll get emailed to you. Well, now we have the email address. So marketing mm -hmm. would come to me and say, hey, Inca, somebody just you know, downloaded a, an, um, an article or a webinar or a podcast. And I just very subtly just send them an email. So, hey, thank you for coming to our website. If you have any questions um, after you've listened to it or watched the webinar, feel free to reach out to me with any questions. You know, it's free advice or free anything, right? It's just letting them know we're here to help you. If we yeah. can move your pain points, mm -hmm. that's, that's our goal. Yeah, and I, you know, the thing I love about the Learning Center when I looked at it, and it's a great example, um, you know, I, in, I get the sense in the B2B space, <clears throat> there's this uh, somewhat older model of um, very long webinars that touch on, you know, several topics, but it, it seems like uh, you in conjunction with your marketing team um, have gotten the uh, right narrative that, you know, this content needs to be snackable, answer one question, uh, give one answer. Um, to that and and you know that gives you a lot of different content as well yes we wanted to me really make it like 30 minutes max mm -hmm. so it's either somebody's lunch hour or or a small commute just and then we try and speak in layman terms and not to offend mm -hmm. anybody but customs has a lot of acronyms and it has yep. you know it's it's a complex world and we're trying to simplify it to the best of our ability to help you know, people that, you know, are not familiar with customs. It's it's a, a love-hate relationship. I love it personally, obviously, I've been here this long, but mm -hmm. um, it, it is complex too. And when you incorporate people like, oh, I'll ship you that, no problem. And, you know, they line up the truck and everything. They're like, oh, but we forgot about that customs piece, right? Like you actually yeah. have to have a broker, right? So that's where we try and explain the the process for you. Yeah, for sure. It also sounds yeah. like your team has worked together to break that up into beginner, intermediate, and maybe yeah. more advanced um, pieces of content. Yes, absolutely. For for the people that are in our industry, you know, we have a lot of you know specialists and in, in trade compliance, and now they mm -hmm. want to dig a little bit further into how do I how do I complete a, a free trade agreement or do my goods qualify? What's the percentages? You know, now we're getting to the nitty gritty. And mm -hmm. that's where we can, you know, give a little more expertise. So we have all different levels for people. 
And I think you, you also mentioned to me <clears throat> your participation as a, as a group, I think more than just yourself, um, in webinars, in seminars, and you've got a pretty interesting niche as well. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your strategy there and, and how you get out into the world um, to increase and foster those relationships. Yeah, so the way um, we foster them is is really staying in touch and, mm -hmm. you know, answering the questions that the client has so that we understand where their pain points are. Mm -hmm. And then we, as a team, we want to see who specializes in that. You know, let, let's listen to them first. And that's the key thing is listen to the customer, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's hard for a salesperson. Oh, we got the best team and, you know, we can do this and we can do that. How about we just listen to them and then give them you know, really good solutions. And sometimes, yes, I have to bring in certain people that specialize in that, mm -hmm. right? Because we have our experts and um, they're able to, you know, help it depending on the line of business. You have an issue mm -hmm. with freight, I'm going to get you the freight people in there. You got an issue with an audit that went wrong or you didn't like the results, there's my compliance team. So we really like to make sure that we have the right team together and that the customer feels like, yeah, this makes sense or yeah, this is going to work. Right. And now mm -hmm. we start building the relationship. Right. So we could be doing all that from the time they maybe downloaded something and realize that was really good information. I think this company could actually help us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that piece. Yeah, no, I think one of the things that I love about what you're saying here is, and quite often in sales and marketing, it's a someone just downloaded um, one piece of content and then a hard sell begins, skipping over all of you know the soft touches that you're putting in between to actually, um, you know, just use fairly simple tools, right? You've got LinkedIn, you mentioned Twitter. Um, you mentioned resharing news and information from your Buckland LinkedIn business page um, and th and then your resource center. And you had mentioned before, what's your process? Uh, LinkedIn to email or text. I believe you mentioned something like that. Um, yes. So if I if I share something on LinkedIn, I'll use that as an example. Mm -hmm. um, they'll send me a private message you know, somebody, you know, that I've, you know, never dealt with and that's fine. And they're like, oh, you know, ask me a question. And then we kind of go back and forth. And then they say, well, do you mind if I can call you? Do you have time next week or tomorrow or whatever? And then we'll exchange um, whatever their preferences. They can send me their cell number mm -hmm. or their email address. Then we start the communication, right? Um, but I honestly, I was actually shocked um, the more I started sharing that the more I was getting traction back and like, can I call you? or mm -hmm. do you, have time, you have time for me, here's my email. Um, it, it's just been great and it's, it's really zero effort. Really. It, it, exactly, and I think this is one of the things that, that we see when we work in the B2B space in several industries is, I feel like people are overthinking the medium. Like there's some, I need to act differently on LinkedIn than I would if I was at a conference um, cocktail party or, or meet and greet where, yeah. You know, and I think, you know, what you've done is just looked at it in its most basic form and said, well, this is what I might do in person. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I really find to um, probably when we were allowed to travel everywhere. However, um, we still do it um, remotely or vi virtually, I should say, mm -hmm. is attending events. You know, sometimes customs will, um, you know, have events. Uh, we are a woman owned company. So we have um, we connect in the, in the women's. Uh, Weeby, they call them. Mm -hmm. And I'll just go to the events or an automotive event. I will not only 
see my customers there who think it's amazing that their brokers they're supporting and being educated, mm -hmm. but potential clients going, oh, geez, there's a broker. Look at Buckland's here. I have a couple of questions. I have a pain point, maybe not related to the seminar, but I was there and mm -hmm. they saw me, you know, or they saw the Buckland logo or the name. And, and that's as well another way of getting getting our name out there and even to have the opportunity to bid on an RFQ. I mm -hmm. mean, we don't even have to talk to sales and there's contracts or they're stuck in a contract. They will keep my name. And when mm -hmm. it comes up for that time, they'll remember that they've met somebody at another broker to put me on a list, bidding list. For sure, for sure. And, yeah. and like I said, I think the brilliant part about what you've managed to do is really from a simplicity perspective is solution sell off of your own personal LinkedIn account. Um, you know, you don't need LinkedIn sales navigator. You don't need a premium. Um, you know, one of the most annoying things I think we can agree is, um, the abuse of, uh, in mail, you connect with somebody and immediately they're sending you, I get, sometimes people send me three, five, seven different pushy emails and I don't even know who they are. Yes, I, I will attest that, that mm -hmm. I do receive those as well. Um, yep. And I thank them. I'm still, you know, thank them for the for the, uh, it, the the message or, you know, or might say, you know, I can I can actually guide you to somebody in our in our office that would be able to help you because I get all kinds of questions. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but that's OK. You can filter through those. Mm hmm. For sure. And how often do you dip into your content library? And for anybody listening, I would encourage you to go to buckland.com. You can click on the learning section and just have a look at the uh, variety of content that they have available there. How often do you dip into that to continue those conversations? Um, it's really, um, I mean, mm -hmm. we reach out to most of them. There's a lot of our actual clients that are um, grabbing them. So, you know, marketing's filtering mm -hmm. through them. However, we do sure. try and reach out to all the all the new emails that are not logged into our, our Salesforce or something, right? Mm -hmm. um, or if we've already reached out once and there's no reply, I'm, I will not bother again. I kind of go softly and just see if they need anything. If there's no response or anything, I, I don't uh, I don't pursue it. Sure. But if I met you, if I saw you on a panel, on a, on a webinar, for example, and then reached out yeah. to you either via comment or a LinkedIn message and said, hey, um, I've got some questions about importing from the U.S. Um, you have the ability to go back into your content library and quickly share something with them as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we would so that, that, that whole content library you've got is really a treasure trove for you yeah. to go and, and mix and match however you want. Absolutely. Or maybe mm -hmm. out of that conversation, they start talking about something. I said, actually, I have a podcast or I have a webinar. Let's let's pull it up. We'll snip through here and I can stop it and we can or, or you know, explain it a little bit more in detail. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that's great. And the reason I kind of led led us there is, um, you know, with all our fancy tools as marketers and your marketing team has all the fancy tools. Um, oftentimes there's automations that assume people are going to want content in a certain order or a certain way. Um, yep. And what I love is that you've got this library that you can pull from so you can go and do what you do most naturally to you, if that doesn't sound a little clumsy, but. No, no, I, mm -hmm. <laughs> not at all, Dan. It's, a, it's exactly right. And it is valuable content. I mm -hmm. mean, that content in there is shared by many, many people of Buckland, yeah. again, depending on the expertise, right? And they've been hand selected and what they're most knowledgeable at. 
and uh, and can speak freely and comfortably. So um, we'd love to help our our customers. You know that yep. know that we're always there and we're giving them you know free information. And then again, it's a bonus for potential clients going, "Wow, look at everything that they're sharing." Maybe mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to them. Yeah, and one other thing I noticed when we began talking is, um, you know, in our world of digital marketing, we spend a lot of time talking about aligning marketing and sales and account management, getting everybody on the same page. So you don't have a, pardon me, a sales team that looks at the content as as kind of a, a pain. You guys seem to have aligned philosophically as an organization around this. Was that something that came naturally because of the way your team operates? Or was that something that had to be, you know, instilled over time? Like, how did you get there? Is, is this just how it's always been? Um, we always get the experts, obviously, to speak in any of the webinars, right? Mm-hmm. Or any of the podcasts, because, um, for example, my forte is, is the Canadian piece. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I've done many in-person and virtual um, seminars that because my knowledge is based in any questions that are asked, you know, you'd be able to, you know, effectively answer it. So we have always used our team because our people are so strong um, in the complexity that we want to, we're going to say the professionals to, to take care of that one. So mm-hmm. uh, just collaborated. It just worked out the best for our customers that way. That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. amazing. So let's move on <clears throat> from, you know, meeting a potential client to nurturing that lead. Uh, So now you've closed the client. And we all know um, if you're in this type of world that there's a honeymoon phase with a new client for sure. Um, But there are at times like, you know, acquisition and customer acquisition is super important, but retention is, is if not more important um, to the health of a business on an ongoing basis. If you start to see warning signs of discontent from a client relationship one you know what are some of those signs and then what's your process as an account manager um you know to resolve that or head it off at the pass that's a really good question dan because retention of a customer is difficult Mm -hmm. and um my goal is always during the sales piece is whatever that i'm offering or whatever i'm saying that we're going to do that you're actually going to do it because they will remember that if the transition, it goes very well, but then something starts not going so well down the line. Then as an account manager, you step in to find out what is, what is going on. Is it maybe a personality conflict with with their, with their analysts that, you know, maybe we might have to switch somebody there. Um, Was it an error that we did? Um, in processing an entry or maybe didn't follow your instructions or follow the standard operating procedures. We have an internal system where we log all non-conformances and we log them, number one, to keep track um, of the client and ensure that we have met their needs or exceeded them is our goal. Um, that, you know, that they're, that, you know, it's, it's learning for us too, is what didn't go well? You know, what didn't we do well? Maybe we have to improve our process internally. So, um,
Oh, it's still going. Oh, it's still nice. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. My computer does this from the blue screen of death and just shuts oh, right okay. down. Well, you froze and I kept talking and I thought you would unfreeze, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so well, I did still, go on for <laughs> Thankfully, we're still in the recording and we were at a pretty nice clean point in that. So what I'll do is just go back one step as soon as my computer's done thinking through what it needs to. Yeah. And then I'll just I'll just do a real fast clip and we'll be fine. Okay, sure. Luckily, that's never happened to me during live, but I always restart my computer when I'm actually going live, so it's fresh. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you for going live all the time. Ugh. It can, it, you know, I've been doing it for so long, it's just kind yeah. of like second nature now, so. And it comes across when I watch your lives, like, Mm -hmm. it's very natural like you can tell that you're very comfortable and even the way you engage you know your team like you know what i mean it's it's very smooth oh well thank you yeah it's it's what well four years four years of doing it so eventually wow. you just kind of it becomes second nature and you just talk through it yeah right <laughs> like with anything yeah okay cool so what we'll do <clears throat> and i'm just going to mark it um, in a few seconds, I'll just go into the honeymoon phase um, of a client relationship, and we can just go back to that point if that works. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Just give it a little pause. Okay, great. So we know when uh, a new client comes on board that there's this honeymoon phase that happens at the very beginning of every client relationship. But, you know, issues can, can come up, especially in the early days of new accounts. What are some of the signals that you look for to spot discontents or maybe issues before they happen? And what do you do to head that off at the pass and resolve those issues? Because as we know, retention is incredibly difficult and incredibly important. Oh, absolutely, Dan. Uh, it's so true. It's absolutely retaining a client is more difficult than actually getting the client. Um, so obviously, as an account, na uh, national account manager, you are through the whole transition. And mm -hmm. you've already spoken now quite um, many, many times, um, not only through email, but also FaceTiming, you know. So when we're picking the right team or the right analyst to handle their account, we're picking the right personalities. If we see there's a bit of a conflict or, you know, because I'm copied in a lot of this stuff, um, you know, maybe we need to switch the person that they're working with, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's OK, you know, that that happens. And we'll just put another person on the account. Um, we also want to make sure if there was an error or you can see that the client's upset um, the way maybe it was handled. Um, we log all of our non, we call them a non-conformance. Um, and it's it's a personal, it's called a sauna that we use. Mm -hmm. And we like to log it. Number one, we have to ensure that it was rectified and that we have, you know, um, a process in place for it not to happen. So um, number one, make sure that the customer is dealt with properly. And number two, use it as a, as a learning guide for Buckland that going forward, that we know that, you know, what happened and how we can not, not let it happen again. Right. So, we do, we do like to do that as well. Mm -hmm. And then if you do have a client that's discontented, you as the account manager, what are some of the things that you go through with them in order to get things back on track? Yeah. Um, what I like to do is I like to stay in touch in the daily operations for me personally so that mm -hmm. I can monitor how many questions um, and what are the questions. And I mean, um, a lot of times we have to go back to the customer if we're missing 
you know, data elements or if we're missing something, right? Or something didn't go through. So at that point, I will contact the customer and say, hey, you know, I've noticed that, you know, we're continually asking kind of the same questions. I believe that your shipper hasn't been completing the paperwork correctly. So I think I'm just going to contact them if it's okay. And I kind of like to guide them on how to complete customs paperwork. Mm -hmm. They'd be shocked. They're like, wow, you would actually go to that extent. Well, I want to stop the inquiries, you know, because I don't want to hound you. So let's let's find what the core problem is and let's fix it. So you got to do that problem solving. Mm -hmm. And you're being very proactive, reaching out to them before they have to reach out to you saying, hey, I'm noticing there's an issue here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that, that I think goes <clears throat> a very, very long way in terms of uh, long term relationship building. They know that, you know, these things are complex, but that you're on their team uh, and they're to make sure things are successful. Yeah. You have to build trust. Right. They liked you from the beginning. You hit it off really well. They gave you the account. Mm -hmm. Right. You were there for the transition. I'm not going to leave. You know, I'm going to make mm -hmm. sure that everything is the way we said it, we were going to handle it. And if you're upset, then I'd like to help you. So knowing that when there's an issue, it's number one, dealt immediately, or I should say addressed immediately, and that we have a solution fairly quickly, depending on the circumstance. They, they are very happy then and don't want to leave because they have never been taken care of that way. Communication is key. Mm -hmm. No, that's some great advice. And like I said, Anka, thank you so much for joining us today. You've given uh, our audience a lot to think about. In particular, of note is how you've simplified the process of social selling into how you would normally converse. And I think that's a, you know, that's a gem in and of itself um, that can be a game changer for everybody on the, on the sales and account management side of business. Absolutely. It was a pleasure, Dan. I, I thank you for the invite. It was it was great. Well, you're welcome. And we hope to see you again soon to give Absolutely. us some more, some more knowledge. And that's it, everybody, for this edition of Live at the Hive Digital Marketing from the Trenches. We hope you uh, took something away from this and we will see you next week's live. Same B time, same B channel. Peace.